Have you ever felt dread or that pit in your stomach feeling when it comes to your business? Like canceling a discovery call at the last minute or not wanting to show up and talk about your programs or offers or just ignoring certain tasks on your to-do list? Well, it could be because something in your business is out of alignment. What if instead you could build a business that truly lit you up, that felt way more in tune with what you really loved doing? That's what I'm talking about this week with our guest expert, Caitlin Kessler. Caitlin is a mindset coach who helps entrepreneurs break the rules and expectations and ultimately create a business that fits them like a glove. If you're thinking about where you want to take your business in 2021 and doing all that goal setting that is so common around this time of year, make sure to tune into this episode so you can do it in a way that really lights you up. All right, let's dive in. You're listening to the Passive Project Podcast, where we dive into building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a mom of two and business strategist who has helped thousands of digital entrepreneurs with my programs and coaching. All right, let's do this. All right, guys, I am sitting here with the one and only Caitlin Kessler. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and to chat yeah, more. We're so excited to have you. So Caitlin, um, for those of you who maybe are newer to you and your business, can you give us a little bit, like you're a mindset coach, but I feel like there's always a good backstory to like how people end up as a mindset coach. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about like what you do, but then also like how you got there? Yeah, totally. So I think this is actually the case for a lot of coaches as we get to where we're wanting to help people with things because we went through it and we're like, y'all, this sucks. Like, and, well, If I can help you, like, let me please help you. Yes. And so what that looks like for me is, um, going through iterations of my first business where I started that in 2015, I was a designer and really going through this, these phases of, of not doing what I want to do, telling myself that that was you know wrong or stupid or didn't make sense or wasn't what, you know, I read on the internet that I was supposed to do and moving down paths that just felt really not like me and not for me, hitting some roadblocks, not getting the success that I wanted. And then being like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it my way. And then hitting rapid success. And then I kind of repeated that a few times over just to really get that lesson in there. Yeah. And so now I find myself in this place where I help people who are on that trajectory of building a business because um, they think they have to build it the certain way or they should build it the certain way, or it's the only thing they've ever been good at or learned how to do. And they're not feeling really fulfilled by it. They're not really seeing the like longevity of it. And they're like, I know something needs to shift and I don't really know how to do it or what to do or believe in myself enough to do it. And I like to come in there and really help them with those, those sorts of things yeah. from the mindset place. Yeah. I think that's so like what you said there about having to learn that lesson a couple times. I think that's like really common as an entrepreneur. Um, and usually if we've discovered the solution ourselves, I think often we don't believe that it could be the solution because like, how could we have discovered it ourselves and trust our own instincts and not like oh, yeah. have learned it from someone else. Right. 
Um, so what is it like if someone's sitting here and they're thinking like, well, how do I know if I'm like not in alignment with my business or like what are the signs that that would, that might be me? Yeah, totally. So what I found with my own experiences and then with the people that I've worked with, the kind of phrases and things that they're saying are, are usually like, I just don't feel excited about doing the work anymore. Now, of course we have bad days, like that's a given, right? But it's like every single day is, it's like painstaking to go sit at your computer and do the work. You're maybe getting inquiries from clients or inquiries for different things. And that used to be really exciting to you. And now you're just like, oh my God, how am I even going to fit this in? Or how am I even going to figure this out? And it's not this like exciting thing anymore. And to me, that's an indication of like, hey, let's, let's not just say that's the way it has to be. Let's actually look at why is it not exciting anymore? Like, let's actually dig into that. Right. Um, so I think kind of being a, a, a little bit tuned into how you feel about your business, like day after day, not just on the one-off bad day, but day after day and giving yourself permission to be like, actually, I don't think it's just like this. Like, I think that there could be something more like, let's explore that. Let's talk about that. Right. And it's probably really hard to come to terms with like, if something once did light you up and it's just not anymore, um, coming to terms with that and trying to like realize and wrap your head around what you've built maybe isn't where you should continue going. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And it can feel like such a, um, I can't think of the phrase right now, like a sunken, sunken cost bias. Is that a thing? Yeah. I think that's how you say it where you like, you invest so much time. So like, well, I just got to keep going with it. Right? right. And so I think like the big thing that when people come to me and we start working together or even before we're working together, when they're just like kind of getting some, some interest and they're asking some questions, it's kind of like, uh, looking for almost permission to say like, Hey, actually, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Or maybe I do want to shift how I do this. I've worked with people where it's like completely new businesses, but I've also worked with people where it's just like shifting how they work with people. Maybe mm. they're going from one-on-one to courses or something like that. So the, the shift can be really big or it can be really small, but it does, it does usually require something kind of new that they're interested in that they're too scared to even really ask for or put out there. Right. And does it often, um, like, is it often too sometimes just small shifts with, I know for myself, especially like in 2020, which is like such a year, um, (laughs) really coming to terms with like letting go of some of the strategies that maybe have worked in the past, but just aren't feeling in alignment anymore with how I want to maybe run my business, but also how I want to spend my time every day in my business. Oh yeah, entirely. So like, I think maybe when I started answering these questions, I was thinking like really big shifts, but like the truth is sometimes the shift is just as simple as, uh, I don't want to keep being on all of these social media platforms. It's really frustrating. I want to figure out how I go all in on one of them. And that kind of trickles out into other things. Like maybe I want to go all in on Instagram. Okay. How can we go all in on Instagram and kind of going down that route? Right. But the shifts definitely don't have to be like these monumental, like U-turns. They can be these like little kind of veers off right or left to, find things that actually work for you, find things that you're excited to do, find things that you're going to actually do. I think the problem sometimes with like, uh, like chasing strategy after strategy is you don't actually want to do it. So you don't give it like the full effort. And so (laughs) you're like, that strategy doesn't work. And you're like, well, I mean, it works for someone. (laughs) Like obviously it works for someone. (laughs) So, uh, really finding the ones that will work for you that you're excited to do that you will do. 
I think is kind of the way to build an aligned business. Yeah. Can you give some concrete examples of like either whether this is your clients and like you don't have to disclose anything, but, um, or your from your own story of like what some of those shifts looked like, like a really tangible example that kind of walks us through and maybe what the result was. Yeah, totally. So a really good one is kind of the biggest one in my business history. When I started the design business, I started offering um, branding design because that's just what I saw. And I was like, oh, like, I know how to do that. I'm a graphic designer. Like, I've done that before. And so without really any, um, like, there was no thought. Like, there wasn't, like, a business plan. There wasn't, like, a vision. It was just like, oh, yeah, like, I know how to do that. I'll do that, too. And um, the first year of my business, I mean, I did have some clients, but it just felt really hard all the time. I could tell that I was dreading clients. Like, I would cancel, like, discovery calls, like, last minute. I'd be like, can we not do it on Zoom? Like, <laughs> like chicken out. Yeah, like, I That's totally so wasn't. an indicator, right? <laughs> yeah. And so at the end of that year, when I was talking to someone who um, – I had done some branding work for, and she had asked me to stick around and do like PDFs and things like that, which had never crossed my mind as an option. Um, I was talking to her and I was just like, I love this work. Like, I wish there was more people like you. And she was like, there are more people like me. And that like totally blew my mind because I just hadn't thought that yet. And so the shift from going, I'll make you logos to I'll make you PDFs. Like that's not a U-turn, right? Like that's still in a similar ish ballpark. Yeah. But that little shift like changed everything. And suddenly I liked the work I was doing. I was so excited to talk about it. I was so excited to tell basically anyone who would listen, which is great for your business because then it just kind of goes out there. Right. Right. And the results were like, I was, I was booked out, I think within like six or so weeks of like officially announcing it and was never not booked out from there on out. Like, which was just like, yeah, I can fit another client in which, you know, was its whole next can of worms, but. Right, uh, right. Next problem <laughs> to solve. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's super interesting. And so there's like this distinction to me though that, that might exist. And probably this is like what you tease out with your one-to-one clients too is, is there a difference between not feeling in alignment with what you're offering? And so the example of like wanting to cancel the discovery calls, or maybe it's like not talking about the offer that you're launching or whatever that might be, or a service that you provide. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm thinking you weren't shouting from the rooftops that you offer like branding if you, you know, weren't into it. Um, and the difference between like it being out of alignment, but then also just being fear and like, yeah. you do actually want that thing, but you're actually just scared to talk about it. Like, how do we know when it's a fear thing? Yeah, that's definitely like a big part of the work that we do one-on-one. We have that discussion with basically almost every kind of decision that my clients come up to. And for me, it, and it, it can differ for people, right? But for me, it's like, I know I need to do this. I know I want to do this and I don't exactly know how right now. So an example of that would be uh, Instagram stories, like, a year plus ago were really scary to me, but I like admired people's Instagram stories and I wanted to be on Instagram stories. And I knew that that's how I wanted to connect with people. Right. And I would go to do it and I would get like, you know, drenched in sweat and like stumble over my words. And right. it was like a very much like a fear response. It wasn't like, I hate Instagram. I hate Instagram stories. I don't even like watching other people's stories. Right. You know what I mean? And to me, that would have been like, oh, I'm forcing myself to do something that I'm not even remotely interested in because somebody told me to versus like I'm having a legitimate like response, like fear to hitting the record button. Right. 
And then is your, is your advice to your clients when it is a fear-based thing, just like push through it? Like what's the answer? (laughs) Well, so the, the kind of coaching that I have like a background in and the kind of coaching I bring to the table, we can do like, um, I guess more like subconscious work around the certain fears and certain things. So it can sometimes get like really deep, really fast. Like it can sometimes get into like, you know, childhood stuff and things like that really fast, but on like an easier answer, like a more kind of uh, answer that you can take and take action on is starting to kind of question yourself a little bit. And if you're a journaler, this is like great to journal on. If you're someone that, um, you know, likes to voice memo yourself to talk through things like this is something to do that with. But really just saying like, what am I so scared of? What do I actually think is going to happen? I think a lot of times with fear, um, we go from, I'm scared to hit record on an Instagram story to like, I'm scared I'm going to crash and burn my business and have to sell my house and my car. Like it's quite the jump. So when we actually start to dig into like, what am I actually scared is going to happen here? You can start to see like, okay, that's, that's a, that's a big leap. Like, Hitting yes. record on this doesn't actually mean any of those things are really going to happen, right? Yeah, so kind it like of, brings it into perspective. Yeah, like I like to picture it like a cartoon where you like, they see a shadow and you think it's a monster and they turn it on, it's just like a cat. Right. Like that's kind of how I like to think about fear. So right. really just looking at it, what are, what are you so scared of? Yeah, I think this is, um, like this episode will air at the beginning of January. We're recording it right now, guys, in December, so it's all prepped for you. But I think <laughs> like at the beginning of the year, such a good time to think about our business and, you know, we're sitting down maybe with like a fresh planner or, yeah. you know, a fresh Google Doc of like setting <laughs> our intentions and goals for the year and really taking stock of like, what did we love about our business last year and what didn't we love and what are we ultimately trying to build? Because the business I'm building is different from the business you're building and it should be different from all the businesses that our listeners are building too. And they don't need to be carbon copies of each other. Even if you admire the success that somebody has had or something about their business or the way in which they do something, that's great, but it doesn't mean you need to be a carbon copy for what they've done. Totally. I totally agree. I think you find like a lot of your clients like have to take, like, is it, you know, do you talk about like taking stock of kind of your business at, you know, whether that's like every quarter, every six Mm -hmm. months, or just like checking in with making sure you're still, so I think it's like easy to veer off track, Um, right? Yeah. I mean, I talk about this all the time and I have instances this year of like little things that I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to do that. And I mean, like, wait a second, I don't even like this. Um, But yeah, I, we talk about that a lot and I talk about that a lot. Uh, I actually put out something because I do it every year, but I've made now quarterly and monthly for people that like to do it more often, but basically like an audit and it's those sorts of questions. It's like, what was really fun? What worked really well? What do I never want to go near again? Why don't I want to go near it again? Right. And I think it's, um, it's sometimes if you're not someone who like likes to kind of reflect on things and likes to maybe journal on things, sometimes those questions can feel so like nebulous, but I really think there's like a gold mine in asking those questions and letting yourself go there and really be honest, even if no one sees it, but just for you to have that time and space for yourself and for your business is really, really powerful. Yeah. And it's, I think it can be like harder too than you expect it's going to be um, to really be honest about answering those questions. And like, I remember I've read books before and I mean, the simple thing that they come down to is like, figure out what makes you happy and do more of that. But just asking yourself, like what makes me happy? Like, 
sometimes like that's a hard question to answer. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> if I were to like pull out a blank piece of paper and say like, what makes me happy? Like besides the obvious thing of like my kids or my family, like those are the obvious ones, but let's get into like, I don't know, hobbies, passions, like things that you love doing. Like it gets harder because we get trapped in this, like, you know, the daily grind of what our life looks like. And we kind of sometimes might forget and we have to like get in tune again with what it is that actually like in Marie Kondo's words, like sparks some damn joy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And it's, I think that we come from this, like, I mean, I can't speak for everyone's experience, um, but I know I, I come from people who are like hard workers. Like that is something they pride themselves on. And it's, that's not a, you know, a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just a thing, right? Like they just, that's really how they identify. And then to be someone that's like, but does it have to be so hard? It's like going against everything that I, and I'm assuming that most of us have been taught, like we're supposed to do. Right. And so you're like, can it be fun? Can it be a little bit easier? Can it be a little bit simpler? Like these are, these aren't just like fun questions to think about. This is like really rebelling against like probably what we've been taught our entire lives. So it can be really challenging. I totally agree. Totally. And do you find a lot of your clients come to you with, like, I assume that there's some themes around like perfectionism, maybe some imposter syndrome stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. are there things like that that come up a lot with your clients? Yeah, there is a lot of, um, a lot of imposter syndrome and a lot of, a lot of work around, uh, like guilt or, or shame or something like, like where I, it's almost like it's guilty. I feel guilty if it's too easy. I feel guilty if I'm having too much fun. I don't deserve, I mean, like we're working from home and we're wearing yoga pants. And, you know, most of our friends, when we got started, did not understand what we were doing on the internet. And so there's like all these like things of like, I have to prove how good I am, how hard I'm working. I'm a good, hard worker. Right. And so there's a lot of themes of like unpacking that and realizing that being a hard worker and being a good person are not on the same, it's like apples and oranges, y'all. Like right. it's not the same conversation at all. Right. And so, yeah, those would be some of the big themes that, that come up. Yeah. And I think, I think often what people assume is that, okay, once you start making a certain amount of money, it's like all the mindset things somehow magically disappear. But I really don't think that that happens, <laughs> right? Like, can you speak to that? Oh my gosh. I can, the first month that I made five figures, like my first 10 K month. Um, I remember being, I remember having this reaction, which I'm actually listening to someone's podcast, not a business podcast right now. And she talks about this reaction really well of being like, Oh, I should be really happy right now. What's wrong with me for not being happy right now? (laughs) And it wasn't like, you know, there wasn't other things going on that was making me unhappy. It was just that I put all the stock in like 10 K months, 10 K months was going to you know, I was suddenly going to like lose 20 pounds and ride a 5k and have a huge group of friends and travel first class. Like I really put a lot of stock on the 10k and what it was going to do for me. And when it didn't do all that, I was a little bit like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yes. I thought this was the end all be all. Exactly. Um, yeah. So. Or that you'll always have all the answers or that things like will suddenly come easier for you then, or yeah, yeah all of those things. I think, um, we expect everything to, or, or the other thing that I do is like, I'll have a successful launch and I will never give myself, I'm getting better, but I'll never give myself the time to just celebrate that. Like immediately it's like, okay, well, like what's the next thing? Like bigger, better, greater, like higher. 
And I think that's, I'm like an Enneagram three. I'm like an overachiever. Like, I think that's just like in my nature and Mm -hmm. that sucks. Cause like if you want to celebrate what you've just accomplished and you work so hard for similar to you, I have this little bucket where I write down these little goals and one of them was have a 10 K month. And it was in that bucket for a long time. And then when I finally hit it and I didn't even remember the bucket anymore and it was like (laughs) six or eight months later, I'm like going through my bucket and I'm like, oh yeah, look at all these little things I wrote in here that are like buried under all these pens now. And like I had accomplished the majority of them and like never celebrated any of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a theme. Like I'm pretty sure my clients are sick of me whenever they share something that even like, so maybe they share a 10 K month. Or maybe they just share like one of my favorite ones recently was like a client saying, I held my boundary on something and she finally understood why it was important. And I was like, how are we celebrating? Like, do you want champagne? I'm going to send you champagne. Like, I'm like all about celebrating. And it's probably so annoying for me to say that all the time, but like, we don't do it at all. And I think as kids, we got, you know, like a sticker, we got to like move our little, whatever rocket on the thing on the board for the teacher. Mm -hmm. But like, we don't have those things in place anymore. And so it's like kind of on us to, to do that and to find that and to feel really good about the things that we've done. Cause we spend, we spend an absorbent amount of time feeling bad about things that we haven't done. Well, that's <laughs> it. And when you like look back, especially at this time when we're like taking stock on what we've accomplished in this last year, like there were, I'm sure lots of things to celebrate and to kind of pat yourself on the back about. And it's important to do that, at, especially as you like, move in start thinking about a new year are you are like any any new year kind of things that you do or things that you like get your clients to do tell us about that yeah so we definitely do I definitely do and we definitely do like the audit kind of thing that I was talking about where we kind of reflect and check in um most of my clients at this point do that more often than yearly at this because we've talked about it and they you know really like the idea of sitting down monthly or quarterly which I fully support and I'm a big fan of. Um, But I think the biggest thing is when we start to talk about like new year stuff and setting goals is to set it from a place of like, this is, I'm excited about this. I can't wait to start working on this. I can't wait to go towards this versus, well, I didn't hit it this year. So I, you know, I didn't hit six figures this year. So I need to hit it next year. So that means I need to make this much money in January and coming from this place of like, I don't know what that word would even be, but like maybe scarcity or frustration. Like that's not how I want to go into the new year. And that's not how I want clients to go into the new year. So really bringing it back to like, I'm so excited to whatever, put together this group program or put out this new offer or work with clients in this way. And really coming from a place of like things we've been talking about. (laughs) And I think that that translates like once you do go and launch your thing or talk about your services or put your offer out into the world, that excitement that you're feeling is contagious and will be the reason why people want to hop in. Nobody wants to hop in with somebody who's like pushing something that clearly they're not excited about and Mm -hmm. not really showing up for. Yeah. 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 I think that was something that, um, so, uh, part of my coaching background is in um, something called NLP, neurolinguistic programming. And in in the history of that, they talk about um, it being created by basically modeling things that successful people were already doing. So it's not like it was invented. It was like noticed and documented. And so I took that idea and I was like, that makes so much sense. Let me look at people that I admire and people that I really like think their businesses are amazing and not necessarily model, um, 
the strategy that they're doing, but like the way that they're kind of acting and being and that excitement, that thing was like the first thing I noticed. I was like, Oh, they're all just like so excited. Like they're all just like, they know that the thing that they're putting out there is the thing that so-and-so needs. And I was like that, that is the energy I want. The energy and that, like, I'm often drawn to like those people who are really confident in what they're putting out into the world. And that confidence, like not in an icky cocky way, but just like, really they understand their like value and power. And I, I'm like drawn to that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. eh? Okay. Well, we're really excited because you are hopping into the passive project this month as our very first guest expert for 2021. As you guys, if you caught last week's podcast episode, you'll know that I gave you the full scoop on what's happening this year in the Passive Project, where every single month we have a new guest expert coming in to share insights and tips and trainings about their area of expertise. And I think that, Caitlin, you're the perfect person to like kick us off into the new year instead of like, instead of diving into the strategies, right? Because I will admit I'm all about a strategy and I love a five-step formula um, to like get something done and have success in some way. But I think it's important to start the year with this, like by, you know, having some like visioning and some understanding of building something that's, that is truly in alignment with yourself so that as you learn these strategies or get these insights or these tips or whatever it might be, you can implement them in a way you either you could say, no, I'm not going to implement that. We're going to skip on over to next month. That's fine. Uh, there's enough in the passive project that if you want to skip a month, that's all good. Um, but you can also have those critical thinking skills to implement something in a way that feels good for you. Right. I love that. I think that's such a powerful place to be in. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people be like, let's just tell me the steps. I'm like, well, you got to like, you got to take those steps and make them your own. You got to learn the rules and break them a little bit. And so I totally love that. That's kind of how you're, how you're talking about stuff. Cause yeah, totally agree. I think that's such a cool project. I'm so excited to, to get in there and to connect with wonderful people inside. So excited to have you. All right, guys, if you haven't already hopped in, hop on in at gemmabottomcarter.com forward slash passive project. We have this incredible special like limited edition pricing that's happening just this month. You can hop in for the entire year for only $4.97, uh, which is an incredible offer. So we would love to have you in there. We're trying to make this program as accessible as possible so that we can really create a lot of impact this year in 2021 and help entrepreneurs grow their business. Caitlin, where can people find you and learn more about you? And you have a beautiful Instagram uh, profile. I want you to like shout that out for the rooftops. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I do love Instagram. Uh, so my Instagram is Caitlin S. Kessler. It's definitely where I hang out and I spend a lot of time making a beautiful feed. Um, and my website it is, is just it's noticed. It's noticed. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Uh, well, we'll make yeah. sure to have the links to both of those things in the show notes. And, uh, for all of you guys listening, if you want to take a snapshot or share your favorite moment from this episode, make sure to tag Caitlin and I so that we can connect with you in the DMs and hear more from you. So that's it for this week, guys. I'll see you next week in next week's episode. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you.